Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm really excited about this topic and this guest because not only is she a wonderful friend of mine, but she's also like the styling queen and I love her. I love her personal style, but I love what she does with her clients. So we're going to be talking with Catherine Bignon. She is a amazing, amazing stylist who actually your your background was in fashion design and she has Mm -hmm. a degree from FIT, right? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I know Catherine launched her business as a custom bridal gown designer and then transitioned into styling. And now she does strategy-driven styling for small business owners like you and me who are planning brand shoots, among other things. So I know Catherine's biggest goal is to simplify your closet, elevate your style, and ultimately hand you back your confidence, which anybody who listens to the show knows I talk about imposter syndrome all the time. And I'm like really excited to dive into personal styling and the role that it can play. But today specifically, we're going to be talking about like styling for conferences, right? So getting ready for showing up to a conference. Catherine is coming to Creative Educator Conference, which I host, and we have been at conferences together in the past. And I'm just really excited to pick your brain about this. Oh, I'm so excited. That was the kindest intro. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. So tell me a little bit or tell our listeners too about, about like your journey in getting into like this place of helping small business owners find their confidence through their style, because that is, I mean, I know for small business owners, I'm sure you're really passionate about it. I want to hear about that, but I feel like as women in general, this is just Mm -hmm. such a huge thing for us. Absolutely. I mean, we close what you wear and how, like how you look at yourself in the mirror makes or breaks your day and how you feel about yourself. And so I, I mean, I got into styling. I, like you said, I'd been designing custom bridal gowns for a while and we were hitting the point in our family life where like a bridal studio in our house wasn't working anymore. And I knew that I needed to step back from it, but I loved design and I loved the, um, the strategy behind visual design and helping, small business owners with their marketing and their visuals. And so I was trying to figure out like, how do, how do I keep doing what I love to do, but knowing that I need to step back from, from this specific, this specific niche within bridal. And I ended up through a number of conversations with friends who were, you know, heading into brand shoots or shopping for events and realizing that they had, they had no idea what to wear. And they kept coming to me, asking me like, how do, what should I wear? Help me figure this out. And, and I loved, I just, I loved the whole process. I had fun with it. Um, I was able to simplify things for people really well. And I mean, give them, give them confidence. And through, through this season, we had had a couple kids and my body had changed a lot. And I had had to work through the process of myself of figuring out what what do I like to wear and what do I feel good in? Because I'm hitting the point where not only do I feel like, you know, that normal problem of, oh, you know, I have nothing to wear, even though my closet is full. It was like, I literally had nothing to wear because nothing fit anymore. And so I was starting from scratch 
but having a hard time letting go of everything that was in my closet because letting go of it felt like letting go of who I was or who I used to be and struggling to figure out who I was becoming. And so it was, you know, it was a process that I worked myself through and really loved the transformation that came out of it. And so the, it's just been such a joy to walk other women through that process as well. Oh my gosh. So you said so many things that like resonated (laughs) and I don't even, I don't even have kids. I know you have five, which is amazing. So many kids. (laughs) It's a lot. I I love that for you. Um, You guys look like the, like just such a blast though. But I, I mean, even as somebody who has not had children, my body, my weight, it's fluctuated so much. My style has changed and evolved. And you Mm -hmm. really do like that feeling of, I have nothing to wear with a full closet it does. It, it amplifies so much when you truly have nothing to wear. Right. Yep. And I mean, and it's made worse by the images that we see on TV and magazines and even simple things like shopping for clothes. You look at how it fits on a model in the secret that no one tells you is that those clothes don't actually fit the models. They were tailored and sewn to fit those models the day before the shoot. The models show up a day early. They try on all the clothes. They're tacked in at the back. They're hemmed. They're adjusted to make it so that they look like they fit the models the way that they want to sell it to you. And then it shows up and it doesn't fit that way. And so we assume that we're the problem and it's not, it's just that the clothes weren't made for us or that they weren't marketed in a, in an honest way, you know? Yeah. That is, that's so wild. I like never think about that, but Mm -hmm. I always think like, why doesn't this look this good on me? Right. I I think that's really interesting too, as a point of, we see it in society, we see it in the way that clothes are advertised, but we also, as we're talking about, you know, packing and dressing for Mm -hmm. your next like conference, I even see it when I'm looking at other people's events and conferences and the way that people dress. There's there's like a really interesting conference going on right now, actually, like as we're recording this and I've okay. been like stalking their Instagram <laughs> and everyone is dressed so Im- impeccably that I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to go to that because I don't even know how it would pass. I don't, so, right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's turned into a whole thing that there's, you know, there's style guides for conferences and you're supposed to show up looking a certain way. And there's either a style guide that explains like the general feeling of, of what they want you to look like, or very, very specific style guides with the themes and the events and, and all of that. And that's fun. I mean, I've been hired by, by clients to style them for those conferences and it's so fun, but the difference between that and my normal approach with clients is just helping you show up authentically and confidently as yourself. What my goal is, is to help small business owners find that merging point of your style with what your target audience wants to see in order to trust you. And so the, the root of that is still authenticity. You have to show up as yourself. You can't, you can't put on this full other persona and then expect to be taken seriously. It still has to be authentic, but you want to, you want to feel good. You want to be confident because I mean, when you walk into a room at a conference or a work event, you're either walking into a room of your peers, or you're walking into a room of the people that you want to be your peers, the people that you want to take you seriously. And that's really hard. I mean, there is a constant voice in our heads as, I mean, I don't want to speak for every woman, but for most women, there's a constant voice in our heads telling you, you're not good enough. You really think you deserve to be here. I'm sorry. You're wearing what size, uh, you know, the whole stream is there and it just, it defeats us and you'll stand up in the hotel 
in your hotel room upstairs, changing outfits four times in front of the mirror while your roommate is like, are you ready yet? Because they don't want to tell you that they're struggling with the same thing, but they've already figured it out. Like they know what they're going to wear and they're ready to go downstairs. So, oh my gosh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I feel like you definitely expressed what people go through, especially if it's like your first time at an event, or Mm -hmm. if, like you said, there are people there that you admire and you really want them to not even notice you, but just kind of like not notice you for a negative reason. Right. There's just like so many thoughts around it. So what would you, I guess, like starting off when somebody comes to you and they say like, Hey, I'm going to let's just like, I'm going to creative educator conference. Mm -hmm. I've never been. And, and just, you know, as, as like a random side note, it's funny because I, every year I host anything. I always do. Um, I do like a, what to pack list, but I always do a video where I'm like, Hey, this is not the kind of event that Mm -hmm. has like a style guide. I Mm -hmm. want you to be comfortable. I want you to come and really learn. This is not about the party. It's about the education. And so it is a different vibe, but people, I mean, I can say that all day long, but right. I know because people mm-hmm. show up looking bomb. Like yeah. I know that they're <laughs> like ignoring me. So yeah. if they're like, I'm going to this, what the heck do I wear? Where do we start? Where do we start? So the key, like where I start is that you have to put some boundaries into place. And so for a trip or a conference, there's a practical boundary and then there's an abstract boundary. So the practical one is it's, I mean, it's simple. It's the schedule. What's actually happening. That is kind of your first line of understanding. Like, here's what I need to bring with me to make this work here. Here's what I have to have. But then the abstract one, that's where it gets really fun. And it helps you weed out like what, what are the wrong things to bring and what are the right things to bring for you so that you're not bringing a suitcase that you show up at the airport and you're like, Oh, this weighs 55 pounds, not 50. And now I'm going to have to pay to bring all of these clothes that I'm not actually going to wear. Those are, it's what I call your personal style descriptors. And so the, um, it's a little bit more abstract, but it's where the magic happens. So you want the way that I approach it with clients is you create a list of three words or descriptors that define how you want to feel when you get dressed. So, I mean, it could be anything it's, is it comfort? Is it elegance? Is it professionalism? Is it that you want to feel bold or edgy, creative, colorful, refined, polished, like whatever they are, you put your list of three together and then you run everything that you wear through that like that rubric. And so when you put an outfit on, cause I always suggest like the night before, as you're packing your suitcase, try everything on, like make sure it fits you don't show up and then realize, oh gosh, these jeans, these don't fit the way that I was hoping that they would. And then you show up and you're stuck. So try everything on the night before plan your outfits out and think through like, how does this match what these descriptors are? So for me, my personal ones that are, they stay pretty much the same in certain seasons they'll shift, but for mine, it's elegant or polished, bold, and then simple. And so the, the balance of those three things together. So I'll put an outfit on and then ask myself, okay, what is the part of this that makes me feel elegant? What is the part of this that makes me feel bold? And am I keeping this simple? Like, is this staying simple and minimalist enough for me? So the way that like the simple plays out is I don't wear a ton of jewelry. I don't usually change my jewelry very often. And so I know that walking into a conference, I don't need to pack a bunch of jewelry in my bag because that it's just not going to get, it's not going to get worn. But so that, that's where I start with some like 
some boundaries, because if you don't have a boundary in place, like the whole world is your oyster. And then what do you do? Like there, if there's no reason to decide for or against something, it becomes really hard to decide. Oh, that's so helpful. I, I wonder, like, as you were talking, I was trying to think of like what three words I would use to describe Mm -hmm. my personal style. And I like, I am a, such an indecisive person. And also Mm -hmm. I feel like my style is pretty eclectic. So like, what are, what are some tips if somebody's like, that's, that's a really hard question for me. Like how do I choose these three words? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it is evaluating what are the things that you love to wear. So think through the outfits that are your, like, if you had to walk into a situation where you felt really overwhelmed, there were people there that like girls you haven't seen since high school or something like that. And you're just not sure what is it that you're going to feel confident in? and think through like, what is it that makes that outfit? What is it that, that makes that work or think through once you, once you get dressed and you have an outfit on that you love, how do you pick the shoes that go with it? Um, that can be a big part of like figuring out the juxtaposition of the different, of the different words. So like elegant and bold may not always go together, but when you think about it in the context of, well, you have your top and your bottom and however those combine together and then your shoes, how, how does all of that play together? So like, for example, when I'm on set at a brand shoot, when I do a lot of onset styling and I've learned that a lot of my shoots are travel shoots and so I'm packing. And so I've, I've had to get good at like fast packing, simple packing, because a lot of my suitcase space is taken over with equipment and props. And I know that when I wake up the morning of a shoot, I don't want to have to think about what I'm wearing. I want to get dressed quickly and simply. And so I have a collection of jumpsuits. They're bright and they're colorful. They like, they feel vibrant. I love showing up on set in something that's going to make somebody smile, but because I also want to feel elegant and polished I don't ever combine the like utilitarian jumpsuits with like my Doc Martens or like a pair of chunky shoes. I tend to wear them with like very like slim, calm shoes, like a pair of pointed toed flats or something that will bring a layer of elegance and polish to it. So another way that you could think about it in terms of trying to figure out like what are your style descriptors and how do you define your style, especially as a small business owner, when you're the face of your brand is that they will typically, at least for work events, maybe not always in your personal life, but if you're running a personal brand, it will, they'll fall in line with your brand values. So if your brand is a polished and elegant and professional brand, then your descriptors and your boundaries, they don't have to be those words exactly, but they're they're also not going to be out of alignment with that messaging. It all has to, to work together to, to help show like how, how you want to present yourself. Yeah, that makes total sense. I'm, I'm, as you're talking, I was like thinking about the last conference I spoke at. I met this incredible woman. She was speaking as well. And she was dressed really like casually, but it was like, it was like, it, it was like messy on purpose. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it looked really like young and funky and fresh and cool and confident. And like she did not give a crap, but you could Mm -hmm. tell that she did. Like, right. It was intentional. Yeah, absolutely. She was so put together. And so I just, as you were saying that, I was like, I like that there's like no limit or no mm-hmm. real right or wrong. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to show up dressed in, I, I know like right now, like blazers are huge and like mm-hmm. the matching sets are huge, but like, mm-hmm. I will likely not be wearing a matching set. It's not my <laughs> style. I right. love a blazer. I love a right. blazer. Your girl loves that. But like, 
you know, my style is different and it, it sometimes does feel that comparison comes into play. So like, I know that that's a mistake that I would make is like comparing myself enough to try to fit into a mold and make my mm-hmm. three words look like my idols three words. So like, do right. you see those common mistakes happen a lot? I do. I, I see it come up um, as people are putting together, like as I have my clients put together vision boards or inspiration boards, and that's where some of it will come up and how much, you know, I'll look through it and I'll scroll through it. Cause typically it's on Pinterest and try and evaluate how much of this is what you really want. Like how much of this is a mix of everything that you're drawn to versus how much of this is tied into one specific persona that you're trying to become. And that's where I think the, the value of having three words comes into play versus just trying to, to nail it into one. And it can also like, it can really help when, like, if you get dressed and you're like this, something isn't right. Like what isn't right? I don't feel good. I feel like I'm missing part of, part of myself. You can run through the list and say, okay, well I hit elegance and I hit bold, but oh, it's the simple that's lacking. Like, what is the, what is the thing that's lacking? And so those are, you're juxtaposing a number of different things to create this, this system of things that you love. Um, but you, I mean, you're right. You start to get into the danger of either copying, not copying, but putting too much value in how somebody else looks. Um, when you try and keep it to only like one word or one specific style or one specific source of inspiration. Yeah. Um, and I know that you've mentioned before, you know, um, the, the idea of how do I, how do I pack? How do I dress? Like, how do I show up feeling Mm -hmm. really confident and like I fit in, but also like I stand out. Can you talk about Mm -hmm. that a little bit? Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. That's where I put a lot of emphasis on showing up authentically. Cause I think it shows when you, when you try and show up looking like somebody else's version of success, when you've defined success in your head as a certain, certain set of visuals or a certain market level of clothes, the ability, like a budget to shop at a certain place. And so it, you know, it boils down to to authenticity, um, and the ability to just to know what you, what you really love. So if you put something on and you're just, you're not feeling super comfortable in it, you're like, I don't know. You really have to dig deep and figure out what is making me feel iffy about this. Is it that, you know, I am choosing to be bold and to take up space and show up the way that I really want to show up. And that does make me feel a little bit uncomfortable, but that's a good thing. Or is it that I'm trying too hard to be somebody else's definition of success and this isn't me? It's like I'm putting on another skin. Um, and that's that's what I don't want my clients to do. You know, I want you to be yourself, but happy and confident. I love that. And I think that anybody who's been going to these kinds of things for a long time, like myself, I can I can completely relate to that. And I I know that the more I've leaned into my personal style and just maybe like being a little bit more intentional or thoughtful about it when I'm packing versus like going out and buying an entire new mm-hmm. wardrobe before mm-hmm. every event. The, it's been the last minute stress shopping and overpacking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we, how do we avoid the overpacking? How do we avoid last minute stress shopping? And like, yeah. what are your, I guess like if you could give us like your top few tips on, on packing itself, like for okay. an event like this. Yeah. So I mean, this is where the schedule really comes into play. So know what the schedule is and use that to create a list of 
what do I need to bring? So if we've got, you know, taking creative educators conference into, you know, as the example, there's the, the welcome evening, it's, there's a happy hour. And then there's two full days of sessions and then the opportunity for lots of community building and dinners afterwards. And so it's a two and a half day event. You need something for the happy hour. And then you're probably going to want to bring one full outfit for each day of sessions. Now, when you're trying to decide like, what are, what are the specific looks that you want, that you want to bring, you know, use the style descriptors to, to be the, the final kind of weeding out point, but you can take the schedule and you can assign each event or each outfit need a category. So this is how I, when I'm styling for a brand shoot, I, there's three looks that I tell my clients, we have to nail, we have to nail a connection look, um, your uniform and an inspiration look. And so those, you can use those same categories in events that aren't shoot-based. So think through like, what is the purpose of this event and what am I showing up to it for? Am I showing up to connect with people? Am I showing up like I'm working? Like I'm, you know, if I'm a photographer, am I showing up like, like I'm working or am I showing up as a, as a visionary? Now that one is more of a, like maybe a speaker category, but am I showing up, you know, the, the way that I, I split it up and I ask my clients, are, are we showing up to connect with people? Are we showing up in work mode? Or are you showing up to share a vision that you want people to grab hold of? So defining that helps you figure out what you want to wear specifically. So think about those events in your own life. If you are showing up to like a lunch with girlfriends, just to connect and sit down and be comfortable, what are you naturally going to wear? If you're showing up as a leader, as a visionary, like what does, what does that look like in your life? If what is your daily, like your work uniform, if you're showing up to be taken seriously in work. So if you can take the schedule and then assign it, the, the needs or the way that you want to show up, then you can start to put together a very specific packing list. And then once you've got it all laid out on your bed, go through it and make sure that you're not bringing double the amount you need to bring. And so, yeah, it's always great to bring a spare top. You know, if you're going to spill something, you do want to have another option or something that will help your outfit convert from a day of sessions to going out to dinner without needing a full change. But where I see a lot of, a lot of overpacking hiccups is when people start to bring too many comfort items. You know, we talk about like late night hotel lobby chats and you want to get comfortable for that but that doesn't mean that you need to bring five hoodies with you because there's three nights of conversation and you, you might be willing to rewear something. And so how many pairs of leggings do you really need? How many cozy sweaters? I love this. It's so funny because as you're talking, I'm thinking about this, like the last round of the conference and I could kind of, I could kind of pinpoint different attendees in different roles as you mm-hmm. were talking about them. It's it's mm-hmm. really funny to be able to do that. Like there were people that were fully there dressed for connection. Like when you said uh-huh. a lunch with girlfriends, I was like, yeah, that's how most people dress. But there were also those people that dress like power. Like they were uh-huh. like bringing the heat. And uh-huh. I was like, hell yeah to you. Like you're killing it. <laughs> um, and you know, I was, I was really comfortable. I did the same thing. Actually. I th- I wore jeans one day and I wore a dress the other day. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, this way I have a little of both, but I don't think I thought about it as intentionally as you put it, mm-hmm. but it's nice to know, like I was like, kind of on the right track. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think, I mean, I talked about style descriptors, but then when you talk about things like comfort or functionality, 
those are what I would call a value-based system. And you have to have both. And I think that's where that's where you get into the key of why do we all have closets that are overflowing with but we look at it and we say we have nothing to wear. And it's because the things in our closet, they either like there's there's three things that they have to fit. It has to fit your style. So that would be your descriptors. It has to satisfy your value. So like you were talking about with comfort um, and it has to actually fit onto your body. It has to be your size. And if it doesn't fit all of those three things, you're not actually going to wear it. Um, and so I love that like comfort is key for you, especially as you're like, you're running around doing all of the things and leading all of it. You want to feel put together and to show up like yourself, but gosh, you also have to be comfortable because you have to still be standing on your feet 14 hours later. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I hope that this provides comfort to some people who are listening and being like, well, I compare myself so much to the other attendees. Listen, I'm looking at these conferences and all these conference hosts that I, I saw this one incredible host. She was like in a full sequin dress with like stiletto heels on. And I was like, listen, you will not catch me in heels at my own event. Like it's not happening. I'm going to be in sneakers. Like I'm going to be running. Absolutely. I mean, the, the two events that that I helped that I co-hosted in France, they were hosted out of homes that we had rented and I was barefoot the whole time. It was like, if I have to run around doing all of these things, I I'll wear a dress. I'm going to wear something that makes me happy and feel good and functions, but gosh, I'm going to be barefoot. Cause if I have to run up and down all these stairs, yeah, yeah I'm not wiping out. A hundred percent. And leading up to it though, I would feel like a little bit of pull of like comparison or imposter syndrome, but then at the event itself, when you're there, I feel like there's so much peace in, in planning ahead and then being mm-hmm. like, no, this was the right decision because right. this was the I right decision. had to run. <laughs> yep. I know that I feel good in this, but also, I mean, that authenticity is what people are drawn to. That's what people love about you and showing up at events that you're hosting is that you are authentic. It's a, you're not you're not looking all around you at all of the different directions and thinking, okay, but maybe we should do that. And maybe we should do that. And maybe we should do that. Like you have defined a specific intention and that's what you're running with. And I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely think that like, no matter what your role at an event, like whether it's attendee, speaker, host, whatever, I think going in, knowing what you want to walk away with, I loved that you said, you know, why, like, why are you showing up for that day? Mm-hmm. Is it to connect? Is it to, you know, do whatever it is that you're doing? And I do think that that was such a, such a great prompt. Are there any other like questions you would have people ask themselves as they're getting ready to pack? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would run through the list of, are you, are you comfortable in this? Can you sit in this all day long? Or are you going to be like constantly tugging every time you sit down, like trying to pull up the back of your jeans or every time you stand up, like adjusting the waistline? Like, is this an outfit that you feel good in 360? Or are you going to like constantly have your back to the wall because you don't like how like one angle of it feels on you? Like just, you know, are you, are you comfortable in it? Is this something that you have worn before? Or are you putting something in your suitcase as the like, okay, if I put this in my suitcase and don't put something else, I'm going to force myself to wear this thing that I've always been wanting to wear. You will regret it. You will run out to Target and buy something else because you're going to be like, oh, this is, this is not what I wanted to do. So is it, you know, is it something that you've worn before? Is it something that you're comfortable in? And do you feel like you are representing your brand at the level of professionalism or the level of comfort or the level of casualness? Like, are you representing your brand the way that you want to, to show up representing it? 
I love those questions because I feel like one, there are, it, it's funny because I want to be clear, like we're not saying in this conversation that you need to look a certain way or like, right. I love that you said the level of professionalism or the level of casual, or like I said, you could be like punk rock, you could be whatever mm-hmm. you want to be. Mm-hmm. But I love that you said, are you, are you going to be tugging on it? Are you, like, those are practical things that I think we kind of don't think about. And then later on, because of course at all these events, there are photographers present and yep. there's video and you're going to see yourself later and be mm-hmm. like, oh, I knew I didn't like the back of that. Like, yeah. why? I've done that so many times. Uh-huh. Like, I knew I didn't like those jeans from the back. What right. was I thinking? Or you show up in your standing jeans because you feel like they look better on you, but then forget, okay, but this is six or eight or however many hours of sessions. And now I can't breathe or yeah. I, I've, I've like burst the snap on these jeans because they don't actually fit when I sit down. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, these were such great practical tips. Is there anything else that you would tell somebody like from a practical standpoint, as they're getting ready to go to whatever event that they're getting ready? Like somebody could be listening to this. I feel like a mm-hmm. year from now being like, I'm going yeah. to something and I'm panicking. What would you yeah. say to them? That, that you are enough. Like, it doesn't matter what you wear, that you are enough. You are running your business. Like you are, you are doing the thing you're doing the thing that you have dreamed about. And so don't, don't fret, don't, you know, pay attention and be intentional, but also don't let that voice in your head while you're standing in front of the mirror with the fourth outfit change, control your life. Oh, I'm like snapping. That's so good. Um, do you have, as we wrap up this episode, do you have any unpop? I'm sure you have a million, but oh my gosh. do you have <laughs> an, one unpopular opinion you yes. could share on this topic? I have so many unpopular <laughs> opinions about style and fashion, but I think the main one would be that it's just, I honestly believe that it is so much better to own and to purchase fewer things that cost a lot more than to constantly stay up to date with micro trends, buying lower cost items that you're only going to wear once or twice before they fall apart, or you just get tired of them. And I mean, honestly, you're going to get a way better cost per wear out of a blazer that you saved up and invested in and really loved and bought quality for than one that you spend like 20 bucks on and you get tired of it because it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up. So I think that, you know, honestly, the more accessible that clothing and fashion has become with fast fashion brands with high turnover and a focus on micro trends, the more of a detriment it's become to our ability to get dressed confidently. Because I mean, it's like I was saying earlier, the world is our oyster. There are so many options and we, you're constantly told to buy more, buy more, buy more without taking the time to think through what do I actually want to fill my closet with? What do I actually want to put on my body? Oh, that's so helpful. I think that's such a great, great point. And I know that it can be, I feel like that's sometimes a hard thing to overcome, like the mental hurdle as you, as we get older and as our businesses grow and get older, and then we have more maybe Mm -hmm. more to invest, but we're like, so used to doing the fast fashion thing. Um, it's, it's such a nice encouragement to hear. Yeah. I mean, I remember sitting through a lecture at FIT years ago and I can't remember who was speaking, but he walked up on stage and he was wearing this like very long leather jacket, this beautifully tailored long leather jacket that I can't remember what the number was, but he had dropped a couple thousand dollars on it like 30 years before. And he, and he broke down what his estimated cost per wear of it was. And it was down to like, 
in the, in the pennies. Cause he had worn it so much and it had lasted and he loved it versus something that, you know, you spend five bucks on and you're like, eh, you know, one wear that's good enough. I love that. What a great reminder. Well, I hope that this episode helps you guys pack for your events without stress, without, um, you know, just tons of comparison and with confidence. Thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It was such, such a privilege. Thank you. So much fun. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.